You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And tonight, we are... Hey Queens, what's going on? It is Josh here. Welcome back to episode 42 of the Queendom Podcast. And we are heading back out on the cruise once again, this time to Bliss 2.0. We're going to chat to another par. Uh, we haven't done that for a while. That's been a hot minute. So Megan Lying is on the podcast this week Uh This was a really fun chat, really cool for me because it was in kind of my time zone, which was good fun, which is what we've got for the next three weeks, guys. We've got Megan Long this week, and then we've got two Aussies next week, so stay tuned. Uh, But Megan and I talk all things um, lockdown, COVID, traveling during this time and everything like that. This is a really um, informative episode, I think, and I really, really thoroughly enjoyed talking to Megan. So here we go. You know what time it is, guys. It is time to get down. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Hey, queens, and welcome. Oh, wait, I forgot to ask. How do I pronounce? Are you Megan or are you Megan? Megan. No, Megan. Megan. Okay, cool. That was my first instinct, and I was like, no, I'm going to ask. And it's lung, isn't it, for the... Um, lung. I, I like to say it sounds like learning, but just without like the, the R, like learn. Okay, we'll touch on that later. I'm not going to say it during the episode. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I need to learn before I do the intro, so we'll get there. All right. So Megan, all right, we got this. Let's do this. Hey, Queens, and welcome back to the Queen of Podcast. I am joined by Megan from Bliss 2.0, the par out there. Hey, Megan, how are you going? Hi, I'm good, Bay. I am really excited to have you here. We're throwing things back onto 2.0. And um, I'm going to start you off with an interesting one. Um, for those of you that don't know Megan, she has pretty much lived nearly everywhere in the world. Um, so <laughs> out of your three-ish homes between Hong Kong, New York, and uh, the UK, what's been your favorite place to live in? Um, well, they all hold very different places in my heart. Uh, Hong Kong's obviously home. Um, you know, like I grew up here, um, and I went to school in the UK and I went back last year. Um, but I think like out of like adulthood, like I, I really found myself the most in New York. So all very different, you know, places to be. And I think I, I, I do tend to look at like grass is greener on the other side. So recently I've been thinking about going back to New York, even though when I left New York, I was like, I hate New York. I'm never coming back here. Um, same with the UK. It was like, oh, I like can't wait to go back to the UK. And then when I was in the UK, I was like, oh, it's so expensive living in the UK. This is really difficult. Um, and now I'm back in Hong Kong and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, my parents have just left. So it's a very different feeling. Yeah. It's not really exactly like home home anymore because yeah they're not here but I don't know I think I love all of them equally it's very it's yeah. it's difficult to to say which one I love the most there we go because they're all so different <laughs> yeah. all right let's let's try an easy one what's your favorite animal favorite animal I think like a turtle oh, yes I love turtles <laughs> I love that um during <laughs> quarantine and lockdown have you picked up any skills that you didn't have before Oh man, I've been so lazy. I've been really lazy. I think I've been really blessed with the fact that Hong Kong's been so open. So it means that I can pretty much do anything that I want. Um, So I went, I started wake surfing. I know how to wake surf now. Yes. (laughs) I'm not very good at it, but I can do it. Um, (laughs) You could probably uh, stand up for a little longer than I can. So (laughs) You win. Yeah, I can stand up. I haven't let go of the rope yet, but I'm gonna get there at some point. It's also really expensive to do, so yeah. I'm waiting on that one. But yeah, I can get I can get up. It's annoying because I went with my best friend who also has never wake surf before and she picked it up like uh, no problem. I, I was like, Of course people. you would. Of course <laughs> you would. <laughs> All right. We are here to talk about the amazing thing that is theater. Um, so how did you personally get into the performing arts? What was your kind of pathway to where you are now? Um, so when I was growing up, my best friend, when I was six, her mom had like a theater slash art school, like an after school extracurricular, um, activity center. And so I remember I just followed her to it and 
then just ended up in one of their shows. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. And then um, another friend, her mom uh, was a dancer. So she was in ballet class. And I was like, well, because Izzy's doing ballet. I want to do ballet too. So then I got into ballet, um, which was like, I think my first love. Like I really loved ballet. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I was like, I'm going to become a ballerina. Like I'm going to be in the Royal Ballet or ABT. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's like my, that was like my main thing for the longest time. And then um, I just kind of segued into musical theater, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. We just end up here. And by segueing, you, you did go to Guildford. Um, so what was the experience like at yeah. Guildford and going through everything there because you did a fair few shows at Guildford as well um so what was like that experience over there uh amazing I mean it was definitely a really hard three years you know I worked the entire time uh so like Friday nights I would go straight to work work Saturday wake up at like two o'clock on a Sunday and then like do all my school work and then go to class you know um but uh yeah, because I, I did a year at Columbia College in Chicago, yeah. which is where uh, Mallory Madka and Courtney Mack went. So that's how I know them. Yeah. Um, and I just remember thinking that, you know, like it was a great school, but I wanted a conservatory program. And that's exactly what I got at GSA. Yeah. Um, because I could be in class for 12 hours a day if I wanted to, and I could be rehearsing for it. And, you know, I loved my year. It was such a great... Um, we were such a great group. Yeah. Um, and that's how I know Courtney Bowman and Lauren Byrne. It's just, we all just so happen to be, you know. It's all just um, a big bubble. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how small the world of six is. You know, I didn't, I didn't know the show very well when Mayo was in it. And yeah. then, um, and then my best friend Lauren, or Lauren was one of my best friends at college and she got cast in it. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I should pay more attention to this because, you know, I'm, I'm here to support you. Um, and it was amazing. It was sick. Um, yeah, but I, so I loved GSA. I loved GSA. Yeah. I learned a lot. Um, a lot of character building. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, with your experience in the kind of living in the different areas in the world, how have the, the different theater and performing arts scenes kind of felt to you? Is that, is there a difference between? Um, huge, yeah. huge. Um, Hong Kong, there's pretty much not the market for it. So that's why I always intended to leave. Um, now that we have Disney, you know, like we get a lot of imported talent. Um, and there is like an interest in it now, but it's still not like the West End or Broadway. Um, living in New York was so tough because there's a union there. Yeah. And getting into the union is extremely difficult. So my... I used to be a bartender. So I would bartend until about three o'clock in the morning. I'd take the train to Midtown. I'd sign up on the non-equity sign-up list, as you do, at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and then I'd go home, sleep for like three hours, get up, get ready, go to Midtown again, and then wait around for hours to see if I would even be seen. Um, and then go to work and do it all over again. And um, so that was a huge, huge grind. Um, but you do, like, I think if you work hard enough at it, like you get to know like the casting directors and you have to like prioritize what you want for, like what you want to go in for most. And when you make friends in it and you you help each other out and yeah, I don't know. It's difficult because I didn't have like the support group going to New York. I went on my own. Like I didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't know anybody in the theater industry. Um, and my agent in the UK now was lovely enough to, have introduced me to my UK, my agent in the US. So that was definitely like a leg up that I had. Um, but in the UK, you know, everything is done through your agent. Like there's very rarely an open call. Um, and I think it, yeah, I mean, I, I was auditioning in New York for four years and I didn't get anything. Like I got a couple TV shows, a couple commercials, but you know, I wasn't doing theater and that's where my heart lies. Yeah. And when I got to the UK, I got a job in six months and I was like, Oh my God, thank God. Like, you know, I was starting to think like, okay, this is maybe not working out for me. Maybe this is not for me. Maybe this is not what I, you know? And so when I got a job, I was like, 
finally, okay, somebody, <laughs> somebody believes in me, somebody like thinks I can do this. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it was a huge test of confidence and yeah. self-esteem, but you know, I got there and that was, that was awesome. I love um, but very, very different. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So obviously was your intro to six, was that through Lauren? and that type of thing how did you find out about six yeah i would say so i mean i watched the west end live when it first came out um i'm not gonna lie i was a little iffy on it um but then like actually when i so mostly when when i fell in love with it was when i was auditioning for it because it meant that i got to like sit with the script and like sit with the songs and like look at the lyrics and i was like oh my god these are genius yeah this is actually so witty um like you just of course toby and lucy went to cambridge because like you have to be so smart to write this like this is actually just so intelligent yeah um like her story or like his story i'm like okay like you know these are just punny but also just really smart like really smart like i had to really appreciate it and you know the music was always great um and i just like you know, the fact that I had to like learn about the show when I was auditioning for it and it was just like, you know, every step of the way, I would just appreciate it more and more and more and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. And like, even now, like I'm showing friends who aren't into musical theater and I show them the songs. They're like, oh my God, like this is the bop. I would listen to this. And like, yeah. you know, I, I find them humming it under their breath and I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's the perfect like, like intro to musical theater, I think. It's the perfect like, no, 100%. It's like, pop yeah. meets musical theater it's like we got you now like yeah you know like you have the theater kids and they're like oh they're so stagey like oh this is a stagey song like yeah. the big vibratos I'm like ah. but like you know yeah six is like that really sweet spot of being current and poppy and you know it takes all these influences from relevant you know mm. big names in the music industry so people can you know like think relate. about those while they listen to the yeah. music and yeah they can relate that's the word I was looking for <laughs> I was like she's lost here we go um <laughs> I was like, where what's the word where am I going how can I segue out of this um so talk me through your audition process what was it like for you and going through the process oh, it was so long <laughs> it was so long um so I had originally gone in for the last alternate track on the sixth tour, um, the, the UK tour. Um, and I remember there were only 12 of us to start. Like, I think this was like last, last minute. It was supposed to start in two weeks, like yeah. super last minute audition. Um, and they had me prepare for Berlin, Seymour and Howard. Um, and so by the time we'd gotten through the dance round, they'd cut half of us. So there were only six of us left and we did the audition in front of everybody. So each person would, they would do like, okay, we're going to do Berlin first. So everybody who's doing Berlin, like get up one by one and do it in front of everybody else. Yeah. Um, it was pretty intense, but actually it felt more like a workshop. So I felt like a lot of the you know, audition nerves were kind of cut down and all of the girls were so uh, supportive of each other. Um, and it was more of like a feedback session. So like if they said like, oh, can you try this? And you would add that to like your performance. And yeah. so that was really good. Um, and then actually in that audition, it was like in the last 20 minutes, you're like, oh, can you just go out and like go out and learn par for 20 minutes and just come back in and do the song? And I was like, what? I beg your pardon. In 20 minutes. Yeah, just let it track. In 20 minutes. Just learn it. Just go listen to the soundtrack. You'll be fine. Um. <laughs> so I did that um and then you know they were like oh listen if you don't hear from us or like if you you'll hear from us either way which never happens in musical theater by the way so they're like if you don't get it though you know just know like it's not you like we think you're great blah blah, blah. and I was like whatever I got this in the bag <laughs> didn't get it obviously <laughs> and then they brought me back a few months later for Howard on the West End um and I was like great that went that went well I'm happy with that I'm happy with that um didn't get that uh and then like the same weekend they're like oh but actually uh we kind of need an alternate for the cruise could you do that and I was like oh I don't know like I just got to London um I don't really want to like leave for seven months um just because I was on a visa as well so there was like a 
time like a ticking time clock um yeah. and then i was like you know what screw it like this is sorry my last i have to say that yeah, um right. i was like you know what <laughs> forget it um i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it and I was like, listen, I'm going to take the job. And they're like, oh, well, they haven't actually officially offered it to you. <laughs> they were just interested. But actually, they've asked if you're interested in Catherine Carr. Um, could you tape for it? And then I was taping for it, but I was sick. And they could tell that I was sick in my, in my tape. And then they were like, okay, could, could you come in the next day? I was like, well, I'm still sick, but sure. Um, and so then I had a, I had a private audition, um, basically. And... You know, I was still really, I was beating myself up about it because I was like, I still sounded sick. You know, like this was not the, you know, they're like pulling out all the stops for me. You know, I, if I don't get this, you know, what, God, that's, you know, a mess up on my part. But anyway, I got the job. So <laughs> there we go. Long-winded route of getting, that's getting to. Incredible. So yeah. during the audition process, learning, what was that? Four different tracks. Yeah. Who did you feel most comfortable with originally? Like before, obviously settling. Oh man, I, I love them all. I love them all so much. Um, I think Howard was my favorite to do, just because it's so raw. There's so much space mm -hmm. for like this awful emotion. But I can also imagine that just being so exhausting to do every night. Yeah. Um. Because you, you just, I remember in the audition, like, and singing the song, like, you can feel it on your skin. Like, you're just like, oh, these men, they're disgusting. Like, yeah. you know, you can feel it. And I don't know if I could actually handle doing that. Um, like, every time I did a show. Um, but I do love her character. And I love Belen's character. I love, like, their witty banter that they have together. Yeah. Um, but also, I love I Don't Need Your Love. The fact that I get this beautiful acapella, jazzy beginning. And then I get to go into this powerhouse, belty, you know, own riff kind of thing with all my girls surrounding me. And I'm like, oh, this is like pop star moment. Um, it's so much fun. Um, so, yeah. And, 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 you know, I think like I can relate a lot to Par, um, you know, like especially leaving for a cruise contract, like you're leaving your home for six yeah. months or seven months. Um, you're leaving your friends behind, like you're leaving your boyfriend behind. So it was like all this stuff, you know, but it was like, I know that this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Um, but it's still like that tie, you know, like I felt like the cruise job was Thomas and like, or it was Henry. And then Thomas was like, you know, my, my comfort at home and like, you know, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I was working it. So I love that. That's <laughs> Deep insight here, guys. This is how. Megan but like a lovely, like an amazing Henry that I'm like so lucky to have. And like, I'm so happy to. <laughs> if the story was flipped. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what was it like um, then getting that call being like, okay, look, Kathy Parr on the cruise, you got it. Insane. I mean, I, like, this is, I, I, I can't tell you enough, like, that I auditioned for four years, and I didn't get anything, mm -hmm. and I was, will, I was, like, ready to be, like, listen, if I don't get anything by the end of this year, this is it for me, I'm done, like, you know, I have to move on with my life, and so when I got that, I was, like, oh, thank God, <laughs> um, and also, I was coming to my wit's end at my, like, day job, um, and so, like, when my agent called me, I was like, oh, my God, thank you. I'm taking it. When do I leave? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, sign me up. And then I was like, I just dedicated the next, I think I had, like, a two-month head start. So I was like, it's like okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to get ready for this and, like, go, like, as prepared as possible. And Yeah. Yeah, it was just, like, something to work towards, you know, like, something solid to work towards. Yeah, I love really that. Nice. So getting into the room and meeting your cast for the first time, had you met anyone or worked with anyone previously? No. So I hadn't met any of them. Um, they had all met each other at a costume fitting uh, in London, but I couldn't make it to that costume fitting because I was in New York. Um, so I did my own like measurements and stuff in New York. Uh, they were really, really lovely to accommodate me with that. So I hadn't met any of them. And they had all kind of met each other through the audition process anyway, but I wasn't in that audition process. Yeah. So 
the first time I met anybody was when I got into Tampa at like 11 o'clock at night finally got home I was the last girl to arrive um with Franny our director um and so yeah Franny we love Franny um and so yeah so I, and then I met Cara first because our rehearsal swing and I yeah. fell in love with her she's my she was my roommate um and then I met all the girls the next day like right as we were getting the bus to go to rehearsal so yeah, it was like, oh, meeting everybody for the first time. But we'd also had like a very active WhatsApp group beforehand. Because yeah. I got a message from Pearson Casting on Instagram saying like, oh, the girls are trying to connect with you. Um, so that was awesome. So I started talking to them there and we were like, oh, we were coordinating what we were packing and yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, so It was adorable. <laughs> getting into the rehearsal room for the first time and kind of going over that first read through and getting the vibe of everybody. What was that like in that room with the 10 of you and all the um, creative team there? The creative team that we had was amazing. Um, like obviously we had Franny and Fran, but then like the U S team, we had Stacy Walker, who's like, she's like the cool mom. Like, you know, she, she's worked on like, uh, the Michael Jackson tour and um, so she's like very commercial and like she's got really great insight to characters um, and then we had Kelly Hoagland who's uh, she just got cast in Mean Girls on Broadway um, and she's just like insanely talented like so so talented um, and then we had Ellie our MD and she's just like so knowledgeable about like vocal placement and like you know she just helped they, they all just were so amazing and so helpful because we had three weeks mm. to put the show together um which is I think a week shorter than what the normal contract is so it was like we were on hyper speed and you know you had to get things done like really quickly and you just had to that meant like you had to have a really good communication um you had to be really open about what you were struggling with what, and like you know what you could do um, so the team was just like incredible and then the girls of course are like insane because um, I think you just you have to be like on top of your stuff when you have that short of a rehearsal period and then yeah. like this show requires so much talent as it is like I don't think it's a show that anybody could do like you have to be so well-rounded like you have to be able to move you have to be able to sing you have to be able to act and um, so just to be in a room with like 10 girls who are just stupid talented like oh my god this is amazing and also the fact that it's a cast of all girls yeah we had no boys in the room you know and so that's just like so cool <laughs> like so cool <laughs> you know and we had like all this like women empowerment and yeah it was great yeah it was awesome so like going into the room for the first time like um like being on the bus for the first time like that was our spot to you know like chat shit and yeah <laughs> you know have fun so that was like nice for the first morning and yeah awesome. it was it was awesome like it's like a really refreshing feeling and like the, the room as well like oh god okay sorry I'm like going on a tangent now no, but like that's... when you walk in and like the stage is set up so cool <laughs> so cool yeah like and, and that's like, another thing like, you don't get that type of thing because the show is set so small Usual, yeah. you don't get to see that whole thing until you're in the theater ready for tech. <laughs> like the fact yeah. that like, you get built stairs and everything. It's like, cool. We actually get to yeah. work with exactly what we're going to work with. Great. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with the three weeks to uh, get into pilots, mm -hmm. let's delve into you finding yourself in Kathy and how you went about that in the kind of really quick time period. Uh, I really struggled. I really struggled. Um, uh, well, the thing about the rehearsal process and being par is that you go last. So you're kind of waiting for this workshop for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, and those two weeks feel really long. Um, so you're kind of just like waiting, you're watching everybody else do it. And you kind of get like these ideas of like, oh, well, how's mine gonna go? And you know, am I going to perform the way that I want to? Because I, I was nervous for it. Because, like, spotlight's kind of on you. Yeah. Um, 
and then you kind of just like you have an opportunity to kind of like want to like map out how it's going to go um so yeah I think I really struggled with that also because her text is very confusing like she's not she's not like the other queens you know she's not like she doesn't speak out a lot um she's very and she has like she has the chill until she yeah kind of explodes and then like, mm-hmm. it's like okay let's go and she's and also just the fact that she has to go against like the other queens and what they're thinking and then like also kind of the inception that is like oh we've already planned this yeah um like oh this is what we were planning the whole time so it's also finding that switch yeah in in the show it's like okay when does she actually just have enough of this and she's like okay this is not right and we need to stop what we're doing um that was really hard for me to like also kind of like come to come to terms with yeah um and then also I think I fell into this like oh what was me kind of mindset when it came to Thomas um and Franny definitely didn't want me to go down that route yeah. of like kind of giving in to like you know being upset about it because she is a strong woman um she's got a lot of character. She's got a lot of will. She knows what she has to do and she's not going to like really cry about it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like this idea of like, okay, it sucks, but you got to do what you got to do. And so there's no point in wallowing in it. Yeah. Um, and I started to wallow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it was like, I think actually when I really got into it, because I, I had the time when I was on the ship, to like really talk to Franny about it and like yeah. how I was struggling with it. Um, also because like, I'm not the most confident actor. Um, I think like singing and dancing is my forte and acting comes like a very sore third. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I really, like, I have, I have a lot of trouble like looking at text and like, I think I have a like, good intuition and like, you know, first like looks, but then when I actually get into like, okay, how am I going to do this and getting into the nitty gritty stuff, I, I struggle with it. Yeah. Um, so I had a really nice talk with her um, when we were on the ship for the two beautiful weeks. And then, um, and I think it really changed a lot. Like, I think it really helped my performance. Yeah. 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 I, I think it, it, it evolved really quickly, but. That's cool. Um, so besides the acting side of things, what was the hardest um, thing to learn as part was it like whether a section of choreography or uh lyrics or something like that like what what was that hardest thing to um click together so I wouldn't say really like lyrics or harmonies or dance sets but it, it was like the stamina like when I when I looked at the show I was like sure like they're moving around a lot like yeah but oh my god this show is a beast (laughs) it's so hard like you don't realize that you're only you're on stage for 75 minutes straight Mm -hmm. and you only leave the stage for about 10 seconds twice so you run off you like dab your face and I sweat a lot um you dab your face you gulp down some water and then you probably have something else to do like putting on a rough and my rough was notorious for falling off because I had this amazing hair piece that was just like long and wavy so it would always get stuck in the velcro which meant that it would fall off halfway through Holbein and um but it was a stamina for sure like the first time we did like a like a like a run through of half of the show we were out of breath like it it was I was like how am I gonna do this I'm so out of shape and I didn't even know I was this out of shape yeah um and so then we got this talk about you know you guys have to get your stamina up um so I think all of us were like hitting the gym on the treadmill, doing jumping jacks and singing the songs, um, trying to get like our breath placement. But I think that was also really good because we could see that you couldn't go full throttle the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's like when you're excited um, and nervous, you just go full throttle the whole time. And like, yeah. you know, and then you realize at the end that you're dying and that you can't, you can't do that. So finding the nuances and the dynamics in the show, um, yeah, I think that was definitely the hardest part. That's a really that was cool that was a tough right. lesson to learn. That's sick. I like that. Um, so, what was it like seeing your costume for the first time? Seeing the blue come together and getting to pop it all together. <sighs> Magical. <laughs> I mean, there are pieces of art that in the detail that goes into them mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, 
because I, you know, I mean, I've done theater, you know, where costumes are just, you know, a dress or, you know, pair of heels, like they're nothing crazy, but these are like intricate, handmade, you know, and, and they don't have to fit into any particular time period. They take from the Tudor style and then they like move it into modern day. And it's, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like the, like the handiwork that they have to do. And I mean, I remember talking to the designers and just being like, oh, we're so stressed because there's so much to do. And, you know, down to the very last minute, they were rhinestoning our Leduca shoes. Yeah. And, um, and you know, refastening buttons that would fall off every night. You know, like just even the maintenance of these costumes is insane. And, um, yeah, it was oh, amazing. I mean, I remember I just tried on like the bare bones at first, um, which was like a blue, like thick felt kind of um, material. And it was just like, they would build off of that. Um, and then going back a few weeks later and seeing it just so much further along, like the sleeves were still unattached, but you're like, oh my God, it's on. Like having this heavy duty zipper, like just <laughs> sucking you in. And it was, it was really cool. I, I was so excited about the shoes. The shoes were like, because I'm a huge Laduka, Laduka girl. Um, and so when I found out we were getting Laduka shoes, I was like, get out of here. <laughs> this is amazing. These are my shoes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was already planning to steal them. I was like, listen, we got six months left of our contract, but I'm taking these shoes home with me. You better believe it. Like, I'm never going to part from these shoes. I'm going to be that girl that wears those shoes into dance class so I can be like, yeah, I was in sex. <laughs> oh, sorry. These are my only pair of Leducas and I'm just like, gotta... <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. These are like my only pair of dance shoes that I have. And you know, like, I just, I needed to wear them to this class so all of you could know that I was in sex. <laughs> you know, there are those girls though, right? Uh, like there 100%. are those girls like... that wear like their Leduca dance shoes in from a show, like their <laughs> custom shoes. <laughs> Well, they've got like all the like, like I get to be one of those together. girls like, now. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like while I was in class, I'd be like, I hate these girls, but now I get to be one of them. Like, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> um, so rehearsals wrap up, and you guys have kind of mm-hmm. got things pieced together. Um, what was it like that final rehearsal before transferring onto the ship? What was that kind of like? okay, now this is happening. It was like electric. Um, Because, so at Norwegian, you do uh, open rehearsals towards the end. Mm -hmm. So you have all the other cast that are are rehearsing in the building come and watch you. Um, And then you also do uh, a rehearsal for uh, like all the creatives and all of like the upper senior people of the company um and they do kind of like a check like a quality check yeah um and so you normally do it like in full dress but our costumes weren't even ready until we got on the ship actually um and so we did it like in full hair and makeup and then shoes and um yeah I mean I think we were just so nervous because we knew we had less time than everybody else and we were just learning it like on the seat of our like we were flying by the seat of our pants you know like we we had no opportunity to like really get comfortable so it was just like you know your mind is working like this like non-stop <laughs> running on a so yeah and I think all of us were just like running on nervous energy as well because one it's kind of like a test it feels like a test yeah um second it's the first time like we're performing to anybody outside of the room so we're kind of leaving our safe space um and we were we were really nervous to do it in front of um the other casts because we felt like we weren't really ready um but like the time that by the time I got around to it I was kind of like okay let's just do it let's just do it and then we found out half an hour before that we wouldn't be performing it to anybody else because they were limiting contact with other people because of COVID but um I mean I just like remember listening to people saying like oh we were like sitting outside the room like listening to you guys like you sounded awesome and yeah you're cute I love it. Um, uh, but yeah, it was like electric. It was great. Yeah. So now we're going to go into that. 
hurdy place and talk about ship life. Um, so what mm-hmm. was it like for the, the two weeks that you're on the ship? What was it like kind of in, is, is, let's put it this way, is cruising your type of thing? Would you do it again? So this is the first time I've ever been on a cruise ship. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't advocate for it enough. Like it was awesome. I mean, so the thing is we were all supposed to get officer cabins is one thing. Um, and so my, on the rotation, cause there weren't enough rooms for all of us. I was in an officer cabin. The officer cabin was the biggest room I've ever lived in. Like no doubt. I had a full double bed. I had like a window banquette seating with like a porthole. So I'd like look out into the water and read my book. And I had a, a pullout couch that turned into a double bed, a TV, a desk, my own shower, toilet, like, it was awesome. It was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. Like you think of like cr- like being a, like crew on a ship. You're like, okay, like it's gonna be cramped quarters. No way. It's not. It's not. Not my experience. You are. You are the only person <laughs> that I've spoken to that has been on a ship that has had that experience. So. I mean, listen. I was only on there for two weeks, and only one of them I was really working. So I didn't even have time to get tired of it. Like even the food. I mean, I have a pretty low bar for food, so I was like, okay, this is fine. Um, like mess hall was fine, but we normally got to eat upstairs. Um, at like the passenger, uh, um, buffet. Yeah. So, I mean, the food was so much better up there. And yeah, I mean, people were so nice. Like, I met so many people so quickly. Um, obviously, we were on board with Jersey Boys and we loved them. Um, yeah. And then the last week, if I can be honest with you, I mean, we were just partying every night because we had no <laughs> passengers, full run of the ship. Yeah. Um, obviously, there was this kind of stress about you know, where were we going to dock? Like what port was going to let us in? Um, there were all these rumors about food shortages. And then obviously like the worry about like the virus. And I had this extra stress of like, I wasn't going to go back to London because um, I had nowhere to go. And I knew I wasn't going to get any benefits. And, you know, I call them muggle jobs. But like, I knew like those were on a shortage. Yeah. Um, so what was I going to do? And, and so then I ended up in the U.S., uh, without health insurance during global pandemic doesn't work out great um and so then I just like kind of bounced around until I got back to Hong Kong yeah but that was very stressful you know like because you're on a ship and you're like well I don't really know when and we were given like two hours to pack yeah that's crazy like two hours notice to pack and some girls had like I mean I didn't unpack really um because it was just as easy to like have my stuff laid out. I'm like meticulous when it comes to packing. So everything is folded and like laid out so I can see it. Like I'm a recondo my suitcase. So it was easier for me that way. So I really had nothing to pack and I was really lucky with that. Um, But yeah, girls had to pack up like their entire rooms that they just decorated. Like people that had been on the ship for longer, like the Jersey boys cast, they had to pack up everything, get rid of everything. Um, So that was definitely tough. And it was like, you know, we had to say goodbye to everybody like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all things considered, I loved it. I, I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. There we go. I think like by, like by the, by the time I left, I was like, I'm going to cruise for two years and like, you know, save up enough to buy a house. And yeah, I could, I could see myself doing that really easily. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. There we go. Um, yeah. So what has been the biggest thing that six as a show has taught you as either a performer or a person? I think camaraderie. Um, like all of the girls were, were really close. And if you think about the fact that we've only known each other for a few months mm. and that I haven't seen them in about five months now, you know, we, we physically only spent five weeks together. But man, you know, we talked about everything. We talk about family. We talk about boys. We talk about, you know, health and, you know, everything that we're struggling with in the show. You know, like, I think in a rehearsal process, you're always going to have insecurities. And like, there was a point where all of us were burning out. Um, and, you know, it's just like being there for everybody and like, you know, being there to like knock people out of their crazy mindsets where they're like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm like, shut up. You're amazing. <laughs> Like, you're actually amazing, so can you stop and 
yeah and it, it was yeah I think that's definitely like the thing I've learned most because the last time I did a musical I was in university and I'd known these people already for two years yeah. right, before we started doing shows and you know at that point like you've already established like friendships and like enemies I guess yeah um even though like my year was like really close as well um but yeah like I think like these are gonna be friends that I'm gonna have for a lifetime and you know I can talk to them about anything and call them whenever I want which is you know it's amazing yeah that's awesome yeah. um so looking at the show what is your favorite part in the show what's your favorite part to either perform in or see someone perform or be a part of whatever it is I, I love Cleves. I, I actually love Cleves. <laughs> uh, Scarlett is hilarious. And like, it's so much better because I don't even think that she means to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like, I actually have to stop myself from like cracking up on stage when I'm watching her. Um, Cause I just think it's so funny. Like, I think she's so <laughs> funny. Also, I love Get Down. Like, I love the dancing in Get Down. Because yeah. um, it's just, like, so, like, I don't know how to, like, describe it. But, like, you're so, like, grounded. And, like, you know, it's kind of, like, swaggy. And, like, you get to do, like, the, the fanning paper at her. Or, like, you know, money at her. Um, yeah, it's just cool. Like, I love that. Um, but other than that, I think I really love doing the I Don't Need Your Love riff at the end. Yeah. Cause that was something that I had to like work towards and I think it paid off and I really like my, my individual riff. I want to hear, um, like, I would love to hear everyone, just every, all, all the pars riffs, oh. like just side by side, just to hear like the yeah. differences. <laughs> It'd be really yeah. Cool. I know. Oh, me too. Honestly. Like if you can put that together, hey, I want to listen to everybody else's. I tagged else's. you guys all in a story and no one replied to me. So I did try to get it to work. <laughs> really? Time. Yeah. We're calling I don't know you if out. I, saw, I don't think I didn't see that. I've been very busy. I'm sorry. I <laughs> missed, must have missed it by accident. Just do it again. I'll, I'll do it this time. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll pull it back. <laughs> and um, yeah, because, you know, like we're not allowed to do Azuka's riff. Yeah. Also, I couldn't even do Azuka's riff if I yeah, wanted oh, to. That, like, I don't know I listen to how that, she I'm hits like, that top note. Is that like two voices or is it like, I, where? where? <laughs> I don't know how she hits the top note. It's actually so difficult. Like, I don't think it's in my register ever. <laughs> it's so, it's so difficult. Because when I listened to it, I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. And I did it and I was like, ah! what's, it was what's, so hard. What's written? Is that, is her note written or is it? No, it's not even. Okay. It's not even written. It's like squiggles and like, it says riff. <laughs> it's like do whatever you want like, here you go thanks <laughs> thanks oh, yeah <laughs> look we're not even gonna tell you what to do just make it up have fun <laughs> yeah and I'm not a natural riffer either mm. um so I was like this is so much pressure you want me to um <laughs> but then we did like this riff it was like we did this riffer exercise where they play like the chords mm. in a like cyclically if that's a word um uh and then you just kind of then like ellie would riff and then like i'd have to riff back and she would riff and we just go back and forth and we'd tape the whole thing and then pick out which ones we liked and then put them together it was tough yeah that's really cool that's <laughs> it was so really rewarding at the end yeah oh that's crazy all right we're gonna do this guys we're gonna you heard it first here on the podcast we're gonna somehow get every single pause riff side by side it's gonna happen um <laughs> yeah because it's not recorded so i want to hear it i want to hear be, it just just the three seconds just because that just be enough just to tie me over until yeah. she goes back <laughs> um <laughs> i feel like i'm forgetting something i 100 percent feel like there's 17 million questions i haven't asked um which means I'm just going to have to get back on the show at some point. Um, obviously, if you're okay to do that. But 
<laughs> on that note we'll, we'll wrap things up here for this episode so thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us megan i really really appreciate it yeah. it's good to talk to somebody in a similar time zone <laughs> oh my gosh it's i know yeah so good well thanks for having me anytime um if you guys don't follow megan already all her links are down below so please click on them hit that follow button and go show her some love um that's what we didn't talk about the queendom i knew there was something um what was it like after oh. your announcement <laughs> to see oh my god crazy crazy i uh so it's kind of weird because so i started working again in hong kong at like an office job just like talking to my like my colleagues and we had to like put up a photo of ourselves like from you know and so one of them like had like searched through my instagram to find like a photo of me that they could put as like my like profile picture for like work stuff and he's like wait oh my god what like what (laughs) is this and like even like meeting new people in hong kong you know like it's just like such a foreign thing to even think about if you're from outside of like the theater world um so it's kind of like wait what like whoa you did this um so that's kind of crazy and then just like yeah the support is insane it's amazing, you know, um, it's so sweet. Uh, and I was not really expecting any of that. Uh, it's a little sometimes like intimidating because you're just like, oh gosh, like, you know, now I, now I think more about what I'm posting on my story. And, yeah. you know, I never used close friends before because I had like <laughs> 500 followers. So who cares? Um, but also just because I know like the fan base is quite young. Yeah. Um, and I want to be a good example. Not that like, you know, I have like crazy people following me, but you know, just like, I want to be a good example. I don't want to like throw anybody down the wrong road or, um, yeah. So I don't know. It's been, it's been crazy. I I didn't expect it. Yeah. And, um, like I don't really pay too much attention to like followers or like having, having a lot of likes on my photos or anything. but some days I would just get like a flood of Instagram notifications. Like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I posted a photo and you know, now people are responding to it. That's insane. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And like, it's kind of, it would have really, like I would have really loved to have been able to post like a mega six um, and be able to share like more of what, you know, ship life is like and how the show is going. Um, just because it's such a wonderful experience. And like, I think I would have really loved to have been able to kind of connect with, not saying I'm anybody's mentor or like, you know, goals or whatever, yeah. but, you know, like I would have loved to have watched my idols and like see what they do on a daily basis and hear about their jobs, like from a firsthand perspective. hundred no, percent. And yeah. Um, totally get that yeah um so you know and then also just like I think I I always tell people this and I always mention it you know that I didn't get a job for so long and that it's not it's not about like it doesn't matter how long you're trying as long as you just like keep trying um and you know like it's been a consistent what 26 years of going to class and you know trying to learn new things and keep on top of my stuff and you know eating right and staying positive because there are points where you know you're just like it's been so many no's that you're like okay is this even worth it at this point but honestly like being in a show again I can say that it's totally worth it it's totally worth it it's amazing there's nothing like it so gotta keep pushing yeah keep trying keep auditioning (laughs) keep pushing keep going to class for anybody who's listening (laughs) just remember that you're doing it because like because you love it you know like yeah it's great that you could make a career out of it but if you had to pick up a different career like it doesn't mean that I don't love dance and I don't love singing and I don't want to do those things so there there are always like times to do it and like it doesn't mean that you have to be making money from it um 100% yeah it's kind of like what I what I've been trying to like remember over the past like few months of you know not working again yeah yeah and my friends just bought me like five classes to ballet so you know I'm like 
kind of set for a second. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. To fully wrap things up. Cheesy. What is the biggest thing you miss about six? Biggest thing I miss about six. I feel like it's lame if I say everything or if I say like the girls. Um, I kind of miss like the pre answers I get every time. So that's completely fine. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's so many things that I miss about six. I miss like, you know, going to pools on Saturday and Sunday with the girls, like after rehearsal, or I even miss like going to the gym with them, you know, after rehearsal, We, we all worked like crazy hard. So yeah, going to like the gym or going to like rehearsal. Um, uh, I don't know, just like the bands, like, you know, pre pre show like dressing room time when we bring in like a bag of chips and we're playing I don't know Cardi B, like that's what what Lucy and Bex love. So we listen to that. <laughs> um, you know, or like Rihanna, like this is like music that I don't really listen to. Like I listen to a lot of folk music, so it's like it's funny to like listen to what they like to listen to. But it's great amp up music, and you know, like those times. I think it's those, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. All right, Queens. Well, the that, whole thing. <laughs> everything. <laughs> well, that brings everything. us to the end of this episode queens thank you for coming and hanging out with us and we will be back next week with a brand new episode of the queen of podcast Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.